All right, we are live again. It is Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank. And we have live in the studios with us this week is Chris Matson. Chris, introduce. I guess you don't have to introduce yourself, but what's going on? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on the show. No Appreciate problem. It. Thank you for coming in. I know you got a busy week, family in town, and you took out some time out to come in and oh, yeah. talk to all the people at Comedy Slam Radio and just, Fat Davey. Just for you, Dave. <laughs> just for me. That's great. Well, that and the Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miller Highlight, too, as well. Cheers on that one. To the ending of a good year. Oh, yeah. Almost the end. Almost over. And we got one of your buddies and someone who I'm starting to get to know, Steve Netta, mm -hmm. is going to be calling in in probably seven, eight minutes, somewhere around there. Uh, so you've been in comedy now for about four years. Four years. Uh, February 28th will be my four-year anniversary, yep. All right. If you're starting stand-up. How have you gotten to go outside of Florida much? Or? I have not at all, but I have been traveling Florida recently. Uh, started traveling in February of this year. Uh, you know, middling on the road. Mm -hmm. uh, Jacksonville, you know, Daytona down south. That's pretty much what I've been doing. All right. What are some of the clubs down south that you've been playing at? Are you uh, doing more? I did McCurdy's. Uh, okay. I did. Now, Curtis, Gordon, have you done um, uh, is that Max, Max Doyle? Yeah, Max Doyle's. I haven't yet. I, I, I only met Max once. Uh, Celtic Ray. Yeah. yeah. That's most, a fun room. Most of my personal stand-up has been right in Tampa, Clearwater, Largo, up by Snappers. Mm -hmm. I haven't made it really too far over to, like, Downtown. Ebor yeah, 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 yeah. or even oh, the improv do, yet myself. Yeah, you got to definitely do that. See, for me, it's hard to get to the improv because I'm always working. Yeah. And then you got to get there by 8 to sign up. And uh, it's 9.30 to sign up now for the open mic. Yeah, but isn't it, don't they only take 20 people? Uh, yeah, but usually people just get there around like 9 or so. Yeah. Yeah. I got to make sure I get there early because if I'm driving 45 minutes to an hour to yeah, get there, I want to exactly. make sure I get some stage sure you... time. So I'll do it when I know I get out of work at a 5, 6 o'clock and yeah. I'll head yeah. right over. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, um... Now, McCurdy's is over in, is that Sarasota? Sarasota, yes. All right. Now, how's that club? I've heard nothing but good things oh, about amazing. that. it's It's a fun club. It's a really fun club. Great room. And I heard the owner is very uh, comedy-friendly as oh, far yeah. as a, he, he promotes. Toured, yeah, he toured for years as a comedy. Oh, okay. So and what's his name? Uh, Les McCurdy. Is, oh, okay. Yeah, it's the owner. And uh, he'll go up, he'll open the shows. He always opens up every show. And, okay. Uh, he does like 15, 20 up front, and then... Uh, bring up everybody else but yeah it's a really fun club really so he's fun. very local as far as bringing in bigger acts i'm sure but he's very local comedian orientated he gets a yeah lot i of mean he toured, like he like you ask him you know he toured around the country for a few years uh doing stand-up and then he opened up his own club i'm pretty yeah he opened it up uh 10 years ago i want to say maybe even longer than that i don't even know uh but yeah that's the club down there it's pretty fun it's a lot yeah. of fun actually well i love hearing about the people that just you know, they keep giving back and helping. Oh, yeah. Like with me, I uh, I reached out to some of the bigger celebrities mm -hmm. in comedy. They're going to be calling in over the next few weeks and letting them know what we're doing at Comedy Slam Radio and what the Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank show is about. Mm -hmm. And it's all about growing comedy and helping people get more time, oh, mic yeah. time, stage time, get their name out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we let all the guests, if they have CDs or things on CD, they can... Have us play their music, and I'm sorry, not their music, but all their comedy yeah. and everything on the station, which is great, and that's all free of charge. And nice. you know, we don't make on it, they don't make on it. It's just a great thing to do. Nice. Yeah, and you know, so it's been working out well, and the stations been getting really very, very popular. I think we're in 55 or 56 different countries already. People have been listening to us. Very nice. We're still understand us in all the different <laughs> countries. Yeah, well, you know, I guess there's some people that speak English in China and oh, everywhere. Oh, sure, yeah. It's just me being the stubborn American that doesn't know too much <laughs> cultural stuff, you know? You know, at work I call it, we are the greedy, gluttonous Americans. Mm -hmm. And then when we get what our greedy, our greedy, gluttonous asses want, we're still not happy or we pissed off that we got it. Oh, of course. It's man. just the way we, it's just how we roll. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck them, right? Yeah, so... In Florida, so far, uh, one of the things I always try to ask people is, what's the largest crowd you've played in front of? Because for me, 
It's right around a hundred. Yeah, and that's normal. It's, like, yeah, that's normal. It's such a great feeling when you got a hundred people laughing and going with you through the show. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. And it could go the other way where you have a hundred people that are completely against you and want you to get off the yeah. stage. because I've had that before. I always, a I always, people aren't, you know, too involved. But the biggest I think it was the improv. I did a sold out, uh, a couple sold out shows there at the Tampa Improv, and I want to say uh, it's over four hundred. I like to say this is the sound you hear when your jokes don't go over. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. It's a horrible sound. Unfortunately, we have all heard it. Oh, of course, man. You haven't done stand-up if you didn't hear that. Well, not hey, cricket, I have. but I'm just saying complete silence. Guess who's texting me? Who's that? Mr. Netta. There we go. What's going on with that? So, yo, so why I'm texting with Mr. Netta... What are some of your upcoming shows? Because I have your website here, yeah. and I know you have a whole bunch of stuff posted on here. Uh, I know uh, for New Year's Eve, uh, I'm doing a New Year's Eve show. Um, but then you're going to be at... Uh, at Lonzalo's on January 14th at, in Trinity, Florida with Steve Laszlo, and that's Ditch Dog Entertainment. They put that on. All right. Uh, it's Tony God and Catherine Maloney. They put on some good shows. Didn't they? Is that the room they started around two months ago, is it? I don't know how long it's been. I, I, I want to say it's been going along a little bit longer than that. But. Yeah, because I think Bull, didn't Bull and Steve Bird do the, was that the one they did the opening show for? Maybe. I, I don't know. Is I know. it up? Is it, it's kind of. It's in Trinity. That's all I know. It's uh, the Pizzeria place. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Yep. I heard it's a fun room, but yeah, I'll yeah. be there the 14th with Steve Laszlo. All right. And then you got Gregory's Comedy Club. In January 19th and Winter's Circle on the 20th in Lakeland. To explain to people what Winter's Circle is. Winter's uh, is a comedy, it's a bar comedy club mm -hmm. in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I've never played it, so it should be fun. It's my All first right. time playing there. Have you been there? No. Oh, okay. I actually, when I first glanced at it, I thought it was probably the last round of a competition. Oh, no, 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 no. It's the <laughs> actual name of a bar in, in Lakeland. So. All right. Yeah. I haven't gone through Lakeland. I heard that's where men are men and sheep are scared. Uh, yeah. So, But I guess they have a good comedy club <laughs> they there. They do. They do. I'm, from what I heard, it's a lot of fun. So I'm excited for those shows. That is good. Out. So what else you got on your Facebook or your website that you want everybody to know about because you got um, it's Matson's Moments. Matsonmoment.com. Yeah. Matsonmoment.com. Yep. But you have Matson's Moments. In yeah, there. it's a blog thing I'm going to start doing. It's just about. Uh, I used to. <laughs> I still do, but I'd get hammered all the time on my buddies. I'd just, you know, ridiculous things would happen and they would just say, it's uh, he's having another Matson moment. And that's where the website name derived from. So it's going to be like a blog little thing about, you know, just ridiculous stories, whether it be with shows or just, you know, anything like that. Just anything interesting. All right. I think we got Steve calling in. Do we got Steve Netta on the line? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Not Steve. too bad, Steve. We got me and Chris in here. I can, I'm watching you now. It's creepy. Hey, You're buddy. watching us. Hey, man, hold on. Let's, let's toast a little bit of the high life to hey, Steve. Steve. He couldn't be here. The dead homie. That's for you. He ain't dead. He's just home playing Mr. Mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, actually, what's funny is the Steelers game, the power just went out again. Again? I'm, uh -huh. I'm so glad because I had David Akers. I was down by one point, and he already scored uh, two field goals. So I won. I'm in the championship of my fantasy football league. <laughs> so let that stadium burn down. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing there, man? Uh, what's going on with you there, Mr. Netta? Oh, nothing, man. Just uh, enjoying the show. I'm glad to hear it. I heard uh, Chris just talking about uh, Winter Circle in Lakeland. Yeah. Have you I, done that, right? I will actually. I just booked uh, March 2nd and 3rd. I will be there with uh, Dale Jones. Nice. Yeah, I'm there with uh, Polnick on uh, the 21st, I believe it is. Yep. So that should oh, be very fun. nice. Yeah, you are going to be there on the 20th, actually. 20th, yeah. Yep. Sweet. So, yeah, that should be fun, man. I've never done it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the biggest, uh, as I was saying with, well, I guess you heard because you were on, and I know Chris and you know, I, I'm relatively new. I'm about 18, 19 months in comedy, and I'm just getting where I'm not doing as, any, as many open mics, and I'm getting invited to do charity shows, a couple of paid gigs. So it's really starting, and a lot of it's happened with me with the launch of the radio show, 
because I get to have new people that I don't get to meet at open mics to do shows, and I've been invited to do stuff, so I'm just getting to that point. Hey, that's nice of Dave to show up with some Mountain Dews. Mr. Hines, thank you very much. Would you like some of the High Life? Oh, I didn't, I'm, I'm a fat Jewish guy. Do you think if I offer something out, I'm going to be an Indian giver? I, you could have one. But, Steve, so well, where else yeah. have you been playing at lately? So, you know, you're going to be at the Winter Circle. Uh, last night, or Saturday, I was in the land, Florida, for Bonkers uh, Comedy Club. Uh, I've already bought me in Boca Raton at the New York Comedy Club and the Jacksonville Bonkers in January. Uh, let's see, March already, I'm going to be doing a tour with Mark Price, who was a uh, skippy from Family Ties. Really? That's yeah, pretty cool. we're going to be doing uh, Coconuts, we'll be doing their St. Pete Beach Room. Are you there on uh, New Year's? Larry Silver for Groucho's Comedy Club, uh, Snapper's Comedy Club in March. I'll be at the Lassit in Fort Myers in March. And then uh, just booked, uh, I'm waiting to book some stuff a little more out of state, but... Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, you're always staying busy, always working. <laughs> and that's the main that's thing. How you get funny yeah. with it. And since I'm not always staying busy, luckily I got a daytime job and a radio show. Because <laughs> that, that's going to help me get busy. Me. For those of you that might not know, I don't know if his ugly head is in the shot, but Dave Hines just walked into the studio. We're going to let him Dave. wave at everybody. Go ahead, wave. There he is. Dave's also, Steve, do you know Dave Hines? I don't believe so. Hi, Dave. Uh, nice to meet you. Hey, Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve Netta, yes. Steve Netta. Yeah, Dave Hines know. also has a show here on Tuesdays. It's called Tuesdays. Opening the Mic. Could be tomorrow. That is tomorrow. And you now have a permanent butt buddy, I mean co-host on that show, permanent, James. Yes, James Bailey. James Bailey. Who and actually he, did the fundraiser with us. Uh, he did the fundraiser, exactly. and he talked about his child molester van. He, has, he does have a child molester van. That's pitiful. That's pretty good. James, do you know, uh, I'm sorry, Steve, do you know James Bailey? No, not familiar with him. James' dad was pretty well known in the area. Um, do you remember? Yeah. James, what's James' dad's James, name again? James Vernon. James Vernon. I've never, I never met him. Oh, Jay, well, um, I didn't know it was Bailey. Yeah. I know yeah. Yes. Well, James Vernon and James Bailey's his son, and over the last year or so, Probably. he's been getting a lot. A lot of attention. He's really started doing some comedy, and he just did a fundraiser with myself, Dave Hines, uh, Kiernan Quinn, obviously James Bailey, and Marianne Sullivan, and John Mann. And John Mann. And John Mann is Manny Mann's son. So there's been a lot of great talent that comes out of Tampa and hangs yes. around in Tampa. That's pretty crazy. So Steve, you know, there have been some other comedians I think out of Tampa, right? Chris, is that uh, that Jim Brewer guy? Uh, I don't know if they're from here, but a lot of them started down here. Like yeah. Mitch Hedberg, yeah. you know, Mitch Hedberg was down yeah. here. Uh, <coughs> Daniel yeah. Tosh is from Titusville. And I was just watching. Jim Brewer was Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I was just watching on uh, Chris Gorgeous's show. He just had the Possum Man on. Uh, yes. Who was really good friends he with was, he was Mitch Mitch's Hedberg? And yes. They were, they were co they wrote together, and uh, Possum Man apparently has. Like hours of material of yes, Mitch Hedberg um, that he won't yes. release. Possum Man was actually left all of yeah, Mitch Hedberg's stuff. And all his jokes. Yeah. All of his uh, yeah that's unpublished crazy. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Which thing. I seriously think that um, that we we need to like somehow get him because I understand that he doesn't want to do it or anything like that as as far out of respect for Mitch, which I can understand. But mm -hmm. at the same time, at least like publish it and donate it to charity just to get it out there. His wife, like uh, Hedberg's wife, just made a, a website. Uh, with all like uh, writings of his and some jokes and some sets yeah. and like older videos and self you know film stuff and uh, I think they just re he like because he wrote directed and produced a movie and starred in it I can't remember what it's called but it's on YouTube oh, really? nice. yeah so they released all that but yeah apparently Paul <laughs> just has all that stuff just yeah around yeah and, you know maybe one day he'll part with it but he's yeah, exactly. he'll do what he needs to do it was left to him mm -hmm. I'm sure. By, by a relatively smart man, he left it with somebody that he trusted, so he'll yeah. do with yeah. it what he needs. So, exactly. Steve, you've been in comedy, what, like 127 years now? Exactly. How long have you been doing this now? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. That's a long I time. When I, was, I started when I was 21. Nice. Now, I don't know. Are, are you trying to lie about your age right now? 
No, no. Actually, yes, actually <laughs> I'm 42. I just turned 42. Thank you. All right. That's great. And, I, you know, we got your picture up here, so you're looking pretty good for 42. I'm a much fatter, uglier bastard than you are. <laughs> Not much. Yeah, I think I got you by, like, 100 pounds or so, man. <laughs> you still got a neck and a chin. I mean, we got a matching hairline. You're just not afraid to show it. Exactly. And Matt, and just, this is your future. I know. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it, dude. Actually, I've, I've worked with Chris many times. When it, Actually, he's probably one of the funniest uh, young comics coming out of here. So oh, that's thanks, my buddy. personal opinion, but. I, I think he likes hearing that. I think anybody would like hearing that from you because you've been around a long time and you got a lot of, you know, I see you post sometimes in uh, some of the local Facebook rooms and groups. And right. you, when you when you talk, you talk about things intelligently where sometimes just people put a lot of crazy stuff out there. So I learn yeah. a lot reading from your post and other people's posts because, you know, I try to go in there for the art of it and get pull education out of there. No, no, I appreciate that. And that's why, I mean, I, I really only pipe up uh, when I think it's something that would help a younger comic. I mean, I never had any direction. I started in 1991 uh, out in the Philadelphia area. And uh, it's, a, it's a different ballgame, I'll tell you that. You guys have so many different uh, venues, so many different chances to perform. Uh, Outlets, radio, uh, open mic nights, three or four a night. Um, I think it's a great thing. I think the Tampa scene and Orlando, uh, for that part too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of them are just great, great scenes. And yeah, I, I just I, did I that. Don't know for advice, you know? <laughs> I just did that Orlando Improv a few weeks ago. Have you ever been there, Steve? Yeah. Dude, that room is amazing, man. And it was packed out on a Wednesday. It was like a like a showcase night, and it was just completely almost sold out. It was like three hundred people there. So, That's I mean, awesome. Yeah, I mean, just to show up for to see, you know, some it was like a pro am thing, but uh, it was great. You know, I had a lot of fun there. That's great. Yeah, Steve. So you've been all around. I'm, you've been all around Florida already, right? Yeah. How much out of Florida comedy have you done, or have you not broken out too much well, yet? Originally, I started uh, in Philadelphia. Okay. So. I did rooms like, you know, Stand Up New York in New York City. I did Rascals in West Orange, all the way out to Iowa, doing the Funny Bone in Des Moines, uh, Penguins, did Charlie Goodnights in Raleigh. Um, you know, and there, actually, I got to work with people like Brian Regan, Ray Romano. Uh, I used to uh, headline there during the week when John Reap, uh, who's the Hemi guy, yeah. uh, was first doing open mic nights. All right, so you mentioned some good names there, so you know what's going to happen next, right? What? I need to hear either a crazy or a funny story from some of these people <laughs> you, you travel with. we got to even it with. out. Yeah. We can't have greatness yeah, and because, not by... And, I, and I'm going to put you on the spot, because I had Pete DeRugio on the show, and he told a story about buying a car with Eddie Murphy, going driving, and then returning the car at the end of the night. So you got to try to top that, man. <laughs> I, I can't. You can't, can't top that? that? All right, get... Give me something uh, good, though. Harrington, just, just before he got his TV show, uh, we were doing Charlie Goodnights, actually, okay. uh, in Raleigh. So he decided uh, that we should go out to the world-famous Vidal House. Great. So we ended up going, I guess, after our show, about 10 11 o'clock. So about 4 o'clock in the morning, they were actually, all the girls were kicking us out. We closed the place. And nice. the craziest thing, he's in a rental car, and he's driving 90 miles an hour. You know, we're in the middle of the deep south. So if either one of us gets pulled over, we're in trouble. We're trashed. <laughs> and uh, I just told him, I said, you know, you, you may want to watch your speed. And he was like, ah, screw it. It's a rental car. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a different I mean, frame of mind. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun just to, to pick these guys' minds and uh see what drives them uh, to be there, you know what I mean, to, to, to actually get to where you want to be. And that's what I think any open, anybody who does open mic, my personal opinion is that they, want, they, they should want to do this. Comedy is, and I tell Chris this all the time, so I'm sure he's going to start checking, see, he's checking his Blackberry. <laughs> I just saw you, you tag me in a fucking post. Yeah, you're tagging uh, people. Texting me like, dude, shut up. <laughs> no, and and I got to say, I think uh, 
Comedy Slams, one of our number one fans is Silent Sean, and he's out there telling everybody that I'm a funny, fat bastard, and they should be listening to me on Twitter. So everybody listen right. to Silent Sean. And if he's listening to me, thank you. Speaking of that irony, how do you listen to someone who's silent? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, that's kind of like, you know, that's like kind of like how we would call, you know, Davey, uh, Tiny Dave. Right. I guess, like but are you, so he's or you, or you call he's a guy that has like no loud. right arm lefty. Listen, a, I've got, I've seen a, this is not meant to offend anybody, although it probably will, but I've sold a lot of shit to people that did hand gestures like this and they went, mm, 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 while they did it. So silent people can have some sound. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you kick them in the balls, they will, uh, it happens. They'll, they'll send out a, uh. I'll tell you what, deaf people do not have internal monologues. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? Yeah, you would have no voice. And I knew that this guy was deaf. And I was in the bathroom and I saw him go in. Well, he sat down to do things. And I'm sitting there standing, going to the bathroom, and I just hear this battle royale grunting. (laughs) You're not to hold that in either, buddy. Oh, because they can't hear Yeah, they can't hear themselves talk. Yeah, they don't know. He's just going. <laughs> just he, fart all day and yeah. he wouldn't even know, you know. Yeah. Well, I would think he would feel it, but he might <laughs> well, not know yeah, how loud yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything's a silent but deadly to him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all deaf people are silent but deadly. Silent. There you go. Five hundred comics that are listening to us all just got a new joke. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, yeah, if you can't make not. anything off of that. Yeah. But I mean, what I was saying with the whole thing is that. Uh, comedy is not rocket science. It's not surgery. Nobody's going to die on the table. It's just have fun. And what was it? Charlie Fleischer used to say that, and they mentioned it in Judy Carter's book. When he meets somebody who does open mic night or is just starting, he tells them, you need to quit. Don't do this. <laughs> and people are like, well, why are you a jerk about it? And he goes, because if they actually stop, they weren't meant to do this. Oh, yeah, that's completely... If you don't enjoy the process, then... Yeah, like, I, at, at open mics, like, I see so many people come out and just get up there, and it's like, I really don't remember your name until you've come out for at least, like, a month. Like, if you're there every, you know, like, Kevin the cashier, I give him tons of... He's there every single week getting up on that right. stage, and it's like, you know, and he's doing it for the purest reason there is because he wants to you know i mean i tell i ask so many people you know what is it that puts you on that stage because we're all at the stage where we're not getting paid yet so something's got to be motivating you to get up on that stage well you're getting paid i mean i think everybody here in the room and everybody on and i know steve you've been paid we might not be yeah we might not be banking it rich and we all might have other jobs but yeah we're to the point where now at least sometimes we're getting paid. We still well, do some free yeah, shows. I think if you're starting out and you immediately want to get paid, you're in the wrong. Oh, oh, yeah. I've, I've wrong. heard so many people. When I was on the road with Renee, um, I was, there were so many people that would, went, would go out with us. And you know they'd be out with us like three, four times and be like, so when do I start getting paid? Yeah. And it's like yeah, exactly. when you get paid is when you start getting you know It's like when, 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 when you have something to bring to the table and they're asking you to come. Yeah. That's I remember when, when should, I started out, you know, there was a guy that started out after me and he boycotted an open mic, just sat outside until he wanted, he wanted to get paid $50 to do the open mic. Oh my. And he told the club owner, he's like, I'm not going on stage unless you pay, pay me 50 bucks. Yeah. He's like, do you not realize this is a free open mic? You have a free stage to go on to. And he literally just sat outside of the door of the comedy club, just got drunk as hell. And just was talking shit the entire yeah. time about not getting paid. I mean, was I he an open micer? He was, was an open micer. Like he had been, he had been doing it maybe two months, and I had been doing it maybe six. So I was like, he was just coming in, and I was. He's like, he's like, Chris, man, you know, stand, you know, stand, like, you know, like occupy the sidewalk. Yeah. Down the front occupy of the comedy. <laughs> you know, it literally no, no, was like we that. won't go. You're he one was trying person. to get, he was trying to get everybody to boycott, and we're like, no, man, this is a free open mic, dude. Like. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it for the completely wrong reason. Yeah, I'm it's in like it to you practice don't here. Fifty bucks for five minutes. Yeah. You know? so yeah you, unfortunately, what? sometimes you see people getting paid, and you're like, "Why?" Oh, yeah. that that was one like that was one of the things that made me want to get back because I took like two years off, and that's what made me want to get back into it because I was reading like the the TBT and and Creative Loafing, which is now Weekly Planet, mm-hmm. and I've been seeing like pictures of. 
you know, people headlining coconuts and, you know, other rooms that were people that I went on the road with and just looking at going like, my God, like that should be me. Yeah. You know, and that was one of the things that kind of kicked myself in the ass and said, I've got to get back into it. Yeah, I, I have not gone on the road too far yet myself. I find that hard. It's definitely, it's hard Especially for since people. people don't really I mean, know me yet. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I borrow cars to do shows, man. Like, I, my car is a piece of shit, so I have to either, you know, try to bribe a friend to, you know, I'll give them some gas money or borrow, you know, a parent's car to be able to get out, you know, and do a week of shows so I can make money. There you, you know, go. It's just a pain in the ass, but it's just something you got to do. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's traveling. Like, I, I don't hit as many open mics as I, you know, as I should. But it's just like, you know, I'm working on the weekends, you know, mm -hmm. that's good, but it's just like you got to hit every stage that you possibly can. It's a pain in the ass mm -hmm. to drive 30, 40 minutes, yeah. you yeah. know, spend 30, 40 bucks in gas maybe sometimes to go do an open mic for five minutes, you know. Yeah. It's like it, sometimes you got to do the cost benefit. It does. I mean, I was, right. I was going on the road. And I was running I a. Steve was uh, on the phone. Yeah, Sorry, let's not Steve. forget Steve. Let <laughs> Steve chime <laughs> in here, guys. Jesus Christ! I know yeah, we're Steve, entertaining I'm... ourselves. Steve, when's the last time yeah, you actually up. were doing? I know, I don't think you get out to the open mics much anymore, right? No. No, you're pretty much you're always out with paid shows. Do you ever write new material and at least go oh, yeah. out and try it out at an open mic? I mean, I, no, 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 no. It's... It's a different process, but like I use uh, Twitter and Facebook as more of an outlet for just things that are are hitting me that I know wouldn't get into my act. But generally, if I find something that I like, I tend to kind of work on it in my mind. I, you know, I'll uh, I'll talk to people like uh, Chris or you know certain people, my wife, something, and just bounce it off of them, and I'll start fleshing it out there. Then I got to figure out where to put it in my act because you're doing 30 to 45 minutes. You basically want to put it in between two safe bits. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is figure out how to get it in there, see what the reaction is. And the first time, if I get a minor laugh, I know it'll work. I'll just polish it on stage. So the process is different. But, you know, Chris was saying that you tend to, uh, if you don't get out to open mic nights that much, I only used to go once a week. You know, and, oh, well, I mean, Tuesdays, but then there are times where you travel up to the city or take a train up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, most times, if you only go once a week, that's why you need to treat open mic night as your classroom. I mean, that's when you need to maximize, and you need to make sure that five to seven minutes you're doing is good. And keep yeah, writing stuff, and then next week you're going to add new I things. That you need to build from from one minute and keep going. You should be funny from zero to thirty, exactly. from zero to forty-five. How many times have you seen? I know you've seen this. And we've had this conversation before a million times. When you see a person going in doing a guest set, and then they go in, they got five minutes to kill it, and then they do. They're like, oh, they get arrogant, and they're like, I'm gonna do nothing but new material. It's like that's your time. That's your oh, five yeah. minutes to shine and yeah. not. Yeah. I've seen so many people do it. And it's like you are a jackass right now. It's like you're in front yeah. of the club manager. It's hard to get in front of them to begin with. Yeah. And then to have them actually paying attention for to five have a, minutes. To have a guest spot yeah. is like, like an audition for Exactly. Comments. And then and, I've and seen so it. many people. I've seen people in guest spots get pulled off of shows. I've seen them get the light early. I've seen them get music. I've seen the whole nine. It's just, just because they decided, oh, I'm not going to do my safe five minutes. I'm going <laughs> to be profound yeah. and do yeah. my new yeah. absurdist you know, bullshit that doesn't work. It's funny because right. I... Go ahead, Steve. When when you do an open when you do a guest spot, that is you your time to show the club booker that your name deserves to be on the market. Yeah. I mean, you should aim, and I understand there's a lot of comedy in Tampa. But I'll tell you, I'm very impressed by all the comedy here, and there are a lot of really good comics. But your goal should be to. Be Get the hell out of Tampa. <laughs> 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 I think my goal should be. Yeah, I think my goal should be to get the hell out of Florida overall. Yeah. I'm too young to be an uh, old. You're supposed to be old, fat, and Jewish when you came here. <laughs> I'm only fat and Jewish. I'm not old yet. Yeah. Well, I know people that have left and had to come right back, and I know people that are still out there doing it. You know? yeah. And I know people right. that are out in LA still, but they're not doing it because they had to get a job and work, and you know, yeah. it's just like it's nothing wrong with that but it's just like at a certain time you either got to be all right do i want to establish myself in a certain place to where i have 45 minutes where i'm not nervous mm -hmm. you know if i get thrown in these yeah. different situations where i can make money or do i just go fuck it let's just go over to 
what I have with right now and then gamble with it. Because that's basically what it is. Either way, you cut it. Yeah. It's just how and other, how and how you want to handle it. Yeah. I think for but, me... And, go ahead, Steve. And the, the thing that you have to... You know, Chris was bringing up where you just have to gamble. You know, remember, you're gambling on yourself. But the biggest thing about gambling is when you go out that first time and a club owner sees you, if you don't have your A game, you're done at that club. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how it is. There's yeah. No, it's like if you go up to, if you go to feature or, you know, you showcase for a booker and then they see, I mean, I've heard headliners say that. They see him and they eat shit. It's like two years later until they'll even yeah. consider you yeah. again. Like for the major, major clubs, the ones that, you know, book you, they'll give you 52 weeks or, you know, you know 48 weeks or whatever right. it is. See, for me, I think I think one of the things that helped me and one of the things that's also held me back is that I have a full-time job. And I like my job. I'm very secure there. So when it comes to going to open mic nights to get myself out there, I don't get out enough. I've probably gotten out in the beginning. I was out there once a week, maybe twice a week. And then it got to the point where I felt pretty darn comfortable with my seven or eight minutes worth of material. And I started going out maybe twice a month and then once a month. And then I started getting out a little bit more. But it didn't matter to me. Like I would talk to Larry from over at Coconuts and I'm like, I'm out here having fun. It's a hobby. I'm not worried about guest spots and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't in the beginning. And I saw how hard everybody else was working, like uh, Sam Rosen and yourself, Dave. And I've seen you out a couple of the open mm -hmm. mics. But everybody else was working out so hard. And a lot of people don't, you know, they keep part-time jobs or they keep crummy jobs so they can put so much more effort in. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I almost felt bad taking it away from them when I wasn't, I didn't have my heart in it at the time. Yeah. And over the, I'd say really over the last six or seven months, I've gotten so much more into it. And then with the, with the radio station, yeah. it's almost totally changed everything for me. Because one, I get to talk to so many different people. I get to meet people. They actually invite me out to do shows. And you know, I met Maureen, and now I've done a couple of different shows with Maureen Sullivan, who yeah. you probably know. Uh, I've heard the name. I don't think I've okay. ever worked with her, though. Steve, have you ever worked with Maureen Sullivan? Uh, I believe so. Probably yeah. Once or twice. Yeah, she's a, and she's a nurse in the area, but she's done so many different fundraisers, and she's in the Toastmasters, but she's been doing fundraisers with comedy for years, and that's one of the things me and Dave just did. And that was probably one of the best feelings I had out of all the times I've been on stage, because those people were there for a good reason, yeah. but they, it was just true, outright laughter. Where I, I had done a show at the previous at the same club the previous month and it and it still went over great and it felt great but when you were involved in charity yeah and I, I almost think that's what helps you think when you start when people want you to come to do their charity and they want you to come back to your club it's you start to feel a little bit more successful you're like all right it's kicking in it's yeah. working well it's it, it's that it's that giving back factor like I, I spoke at I did the Great American Teach In at uh, Palm Harbor University. And I was talking to kids that are way out of my demographic. Like, if I they allow at, you to it, talk to kids. <laughs> it, and I was shocked too because, like, my set is pretty much like twenty to thirty year olds. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm going like, okay, you want me to stand up in front of, you know, and I taught. Oh. I, I was standing in front of a business class, so I'm like, okay, you want me to come business class and talk to the, these kids about comedy? Talk, telling fart and dick jokes. Yeah, exactly. But they were laughing. They loved it. They came up to me afterwards and said. Dude, we had the best time. All these other people were boring, and you know, and it's just to to have that, you know, kind of, you know, people, kids. Coming you you up do to have that natural magnitude to you, Dave. Really, I guess if you say so, Dave. <laughs> you know, I don't see it. So, Steve, as you said, you got around seventeen years now in. What's your long term goal? Because I know you travel Florida, and you have a lot of things going on, just aside from comedy. Do you think there's going to come a point where you decide to just devote 100% to comedy and really try to go the full bore? That's a tough question for me because I'm at a different stage. Definitely. I work full-time. I'm a computer programmer. Mm -hmm. uh, I have health reasons to be here. I have a wife, two kids. I don't plan on going to L.A. I mean, if something were presented to me uh, to do things, then I, I would think about it. Um, my main goal is, I mean, I work every weekend of the year, mm -hmm. um, whether that's, you know, bonkers or getting in with Comedy Zone now and, you know, different places. That's that's my comfort to me. 
I know that doing I your... money. I can make money. And, uh, you know, you take your family out. I'll go to Myrtle Beach. I'll take them for a week, you know, to vacation that's paid for. So that my, my goals are a little bit different. You know? so, so you're I, getting what you want out of comedy. Yeah, and I, I've done the stuff. I've done, you know, a little bit of TV work and, you know, performed with people. And I've had my time in the light. If I could help, like, uh, you know, I try and help other comics and try and give them a little bit of advice. You know what? I still work. I mean, I feature, I headline all over. I mean, uh, I do because it's still such a great thing to me. I know that I made bitch and moan about it to, to Chris over there. But when I'm on stage, it is the greatest pie you will ever get. In the, it's better than any drug I've ever done. Mm. And I guess that means you've done disarmament? The what? You said you, it was better than every drug you've ever done. So I said, I guess you've done disarmament. Disarmament. <laughs> It was I just... won't get into that because no. Pass <laughs> 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 that over. Thanks for bringing that up, Dave. Really, another another awkward moment on. Let's be frank with Dave Frank. Yeah, but we're being frank, right? Yes. We're well, you have frank. to be frank on the show. There it is. You, you could even tell me I'm a. If you want to tell me I'm an ass, you can tell me that. Can I still be Garth? Who? Remember that scene in. Uh... Wayne's World, where it says, can we be frank? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I still be Garth? Yeah, that's can right. Can I still be Garth? <clears throat> what goes on in the mind of Mr. Hines? Uh, you don't know. So, sometimes that needs to be explained to me. So, Steve, do you have yeah. any questions that you want to ask any of the comedians here? Because, you know, I, I don't know. I We always ask the people that are in it for years what they think about comedians that are coming up and what they did and what they did to get there. You ever want to pick the minds of a young comic and see what, what, what makes them tick or why they got into it? Or I know you know Chris for a while, and he's right. about four years in. I want to know what got Chris to start it. But I don't know if you ever right. – do you ever think to ask a young comic why they got into it? Well, at first I was just waiting for some real comics to come in. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> when, when they get here, when they get here, we'll we'll, we'll call you. That that's call next week's show. Yeah, next I had some balls. balls. Come on. <laughs> oh no, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But it's. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, I guess you know one of the main things are. What do you want to do with this? What's your end goal? And you know what's funny is people say, "Oh, I want the bright lights, the big city." But what are you doing to get there? If yeah, you watch yeah. the people, you know, as much as people who are as Dane Cook or these people, any one of you would give your left nut to be in oh, front of that. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. I'd, I'd, I'd like to justify how, something. How great would it be if you lost $4 million dollars and yeah. you didn't fucking realize it? I know. I, I, I would just like to put it out there. I would also give up my right nut. I don't need either of them. Yeah, long, yeah. It'll still get up without them. It's been proven. I can buy another nut if I have yes. enough money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's what I mean is that, you know, as much as people harass them or do those things, it, it's, you, I guess it's what, where do you want to be? Right. You know, it's, it's what an interviewer answer. What do you, where do you want to be in five years? All right, so we're going to go around the table. Okay. I know where you want to be in five years, Steve. You want to be where you're at now. Maybe doing yep. more shows, comfortable and enjoying your life, and your right. wife and your kids. So we're going to ask Chris first because he was the scheduled guest. Dave just snuck in here with Mountain Dew, <laughs> with Mountain so we're Dew, so we're letting myself. him stay. So in five, five years, five years, wow! And it can't you can't answer bald and fat, no, because that's just a given. Oh yeah, it's going to happen. But uh, five years touring. would be nice. Maybe some TV. That would be definitely nice. If I could make a, just a happy living where I'm not completely miserable you know where i can make it i'd be happy with 40 grand a year doing stand-up and just traveling that'd be perfect for me and, and, and a car that you don't have to and borrow. a car that i can and, actually and have that, <laughs> that freaking works yeah that, that i mean yeah and then of course the tv would be nice but you know that's right. all in due time you know not that's not, there's no talent scouts here in florida that's no. what a lot of people yeah. need to realize and that's what i was starting to realize so there you go. Mr. Hines, five years from today. Five years from today. Um, I, I, I can't look, I expect you to be dead of age. I can't look at that. Celebrating a five-year anniversary of you asking me that question. Um, What's that? Be Shepard. frank. Don't be busting my I balls. I got no, the biggest balls um, in here, bitch. I, I, I can't <laughs> look at five, five years. I, I, I know a year from now, I don't. this time next year, I don't want to be working again anymore. Working where? 
anywhere. Like I wouldn't be, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be either, so, okay. either, either, either making money from my radio show or comedy. I mean, like I would be completely happy being a, a Florida comic. Shit, I'd be happy being a Tampa comic, just making money from doing, doing shows. Like, I don't no, yeah. Being able I don't to just to, sustain yeah. yourself for the years. That would be that's it. Where the issue you know, because I mean, so many people like you know think that like like being rich would be this this huge thing, and it's like really being rich is if you look at it and realize <coughs> what would it take for you to survive your rent, your bills. I just want to be able to not worry about paying my bills exactly. and paying my rent and have all of that come from comedy. And I would be completely happy. So that's what you want in one to five years for you, because yeah. you're too lazy to think of four more Pretty years. Yeah. Thank you for not participating uh, in yeah. on-the-spot games. On the so I guess it's left up to um, me, and since I thought of this question just off the top of my head, now I have to think up of my own answer off the top of my head. So I have to take a well, two- Dave, Dave, let me let me give you a second to think. Yes, sir. <laughs> Can you let, smell the wood burning from the other side of Tampa? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, uh, maybe Dave will become a uh, touring Brandon comic. But they, uh, <laughs> they, they you could... know, one of the things that you have to look at, when I first got into it, my first thing was I said, all right, I'm doing open mic nights once a week. Then they said, hey, you're good enough to do a Wednesday. That's our showcase night, 225 people. Went up there, killed. Then I said, I said okay, look, it's going to take me a while because before when you had a true three-man show, you had to do 15 minutes up front. Well, a year and a half in, well, just over a year, I had seven and a half minutes. Another comic and I had to share a car ride to go up so we could do 15 minutes and co-MC a weekend. Then I said, you know what, okay, after a year and a half, two years, by two years I want to be emceeing consistently. And I'm talking about comedy clubs, too. I'm talking, you know, for, for around here it would be the improv. It would be the um, uh, the improvs in South Florida, uh, the McCurdy is bonkers. You know, those are things where you, you want to be going, all right, here's an attainable goal that I have. I want to MC comedy clubs on the weekends. You can do the other shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's fine. But you should, you should set an attainable goal. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of the two years, I said, you know what, I, I probably have 15 minutes by then. 20 minutes, I need to get to 30. So maybe by the end of year four, I really want to be featuring comedy, weekend comedy clubs or weekend clubs by the end of year four. And then four past that, I'm going to start working at when I'm ready to headline. I mean, you're not going to support a family or yourself even really um by featuring but you need to to understand that these need to be attainable goals that you can get to and that they're all building for something else you want to be a touring nationally touring headliner mm -hmm. yeah i think that That's would be phenomenal yeah i think for me right now my job is very demanding with the hours and stuff so I almost don't get enough hours out there, and I've been falling in love with doing the radio show where Comedy Slam has gotten me. So I've put, so uh, again, I'm getting more paid work and even options for charity work because of the radio station, but I've enjoyed talking with people, interviewing people, having people like yourself on or call in Steve. Uh, last week I had Steve Middleman. And over I the work, next couple of weeks, you. you've worked with Steve Middleman before as well? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. He was a great guest and a great guy. Uh, and over the next couple of weeks, I, I've kind of stunned and amazed myself with some of the people that are going to be calling into the show. Because I, you know, I, all I did was simply write some of these guys an email, like uh, Bobby Slayton, uh, Jackie Mason, L.A. Hardy, um, a whole bunch of people. We got Bob Maxwell. These are people that I never thought in a million years, you know, growing up as a kid, I never thought I was going to be a comic. It was just one of those things that happened. And now, a little over a year and a half later, I have a, a radio show that started up. And these people, you know, we showed them the numbers and the success we had with the station. They're saying, great, we're going to call in. Yeah. And I'm almost finding myself more attracted to this side of it. And I'm, right. I almost see this is my opportunity. I'm, I'm networking with 
these huge damn people that are in L.A., some are in New York. And I'm wondering, and it's all a theory, obviously, I'm going to continue to pursue this along with comedy because I think being able to toss all the names and all the clubs and shows in the hat is where the benefit's going to come. Oh, of course. It sure as heck, it doesn't mean it's going to happen over the next year or two, but it's going to bring me to a lot more confident level in that year three and year four to be that guy that says, yeah, I'm ready to get on stage and give it a lot more oomph or a lot more testicular fortitude without having maybe a full-time job that I have to rely on. Yeah, You know, this kind of goes back to uh, the point that I was making with utilizing your time. I worked full-time when Mm -hmm. I first started. Uh, And like I said, I had that open mic night once a week or maybe even a Wednesday, so maybe twice a week I could go. But I work full-time. I've always worked full-time during the time of doing comedy because what I did was I took that time that I was on stage from the minute I got off stage to the time that I was um, back on stage, I used to write new material, figure out where it would fit into a coherent set, and doing those things and making sure that every minute that I was on stage, people were laughing. I would even go through it and trim the fat, you know, through the jokes, and just get it down to the wording that needed to be set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch. Yeah, that was one of the things I learned. And from the first time I went on stage to even the second and the third, just purely at open mics up when uh, Coconuts was doing it at the Hookah Lounge off Mm -hmm. Enterprise. And I think that's where I first met both Dave and Chris. Yeah, it was was a fun room. Ugly couches, but a fun room and a nice setting. Yeah, it was was blast. And one of the things they always tell you is film your set so you can watch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched my first set, and I watched my second set, and I saw just from the two how much I could cut out. I went yeah. up there for seven or eight minutes, and it was really probably only three and a half good minutes, if I was lucky, a comedy. Yeah. And, yeah, you learn to cut out the fillers. And the yeah. Exactly. And somebody told me if you write down, it was I think it was Steve Middleman, uh, he said, you know, when you write down a joke, because I'm trying to get to the point where Instead of just giving one-line fat guy jokes and stuff, yeah. trying to include life stories, mm-hmm. which is kind of more something like old-time comics used to do. Yeah. And it, it but even with those seems stories, like, you can find stuff that you could be like, all right, I'm yeah. done. I don't need this, I don't need this, yeah. and you can add a one-line. You, you realize how, how to, to get from cohesive. the setup to the punchline right. as quick as possible. And that's what he said. He goes, write your whole story down, mm-hmm. read the story back, and then pick out all yeah, the right. major points in the story. Yeah. yeah. Pick out what you need to say to get it, and then say it again. Yep. And yeah. he said, you may have to rewrite the story six times to get it down to the point yeah. where it's a minute and a half because you don't want your story to be more than a minute yeah. to a minute and a half yeah. or you're going to lose everybody. Yeah. No, unless you have some extremely yeah. great stories. And starting out going from just somebody who's telling jokes to yeah. trying to be a storyteller yeah. to get laughs, it's an art form. It takes It's it's a harder transition than what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. And so, even if you do have a long story, you just want to make sure <coughs> you're getting a laugh every yeah. 12, 15, 20 seconds. I think seconds. someone yeah. said it's like it's it, it's like like someone said like it's like it's like a rule of three. So like it should be ba 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 laugh. Ba, yeah, ba, yeah, ba, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know it's premise setup punchline yeah. tag. And I when I first started doing stand up, I didn't know any of that. Somebody yeah. pulled me over and they're like, "Look, you got great stage presence, but you cannot write a joke." And it actually affected me so much where I became a one-line comic for a long time. Yeah. I, I was alone. I would just do the one-liners. And then somebody's like, look, you're not a one-liner. And that's where I kind of developed, all right, I'll take these one-liners and I'll just build a story out of it. So a lot of the stuff that I have now is was a one-liner at one point. Yeah. And I just kind of make them, you know, into a bigger story. Yeah. And like, I think it, it makes it, I think it makes you better as a writer. Because, like, when I first started, I didn't write at all. Right. I would just get up there and do stuff off the top. Uh-huh. And someone like told me, someone someone told me they said you need to write out your set and take out every other word. And the thing is, <laughs> and, and it's like it's like write you, out your set and burn it. it <laughs> That's yeah. basically. But and it's like it's like I think it's like when you get to that point where you 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 sit down and you write and you have like you have like ten minutes and then when you sit down and you start shorting it because you realize you're over explaining yourself you end up having like like five minutes it makes you have to write more. Yeah. 
because you realize that you know when you're explaining this joke too much, so you have a five minute joke that actually is just a, a three minute joke, or a thirty second joke, or a thirty second yeah. joke, because you're you 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 have a bunch of stuff that really doesn't need to be there. Exactly. Kind of like when you're writing an essay that has to be five hundred words long, and you're <laughs> you adding just, an is and a yeah, is yeah, and yeah, does yeah. just yeah. to make it five hundred. So it's really. 1,100 words. So, Steve, how did you find the process of going? Did you start off as a one-liner? Did you always tell stories? What, how did it work for you? Wow. It's tough to say. First, um, hold on. You know what? Somebody just messaged me on Facebook. I will say hi to Valerie Storm. I don't know if you guys know Valerie. Yeah, I, I saw that, too. On... I, I, I Facebook yes. with Valerie once or twice. I was, tr I, I was hoping she'd call into the show one of these days. I'm going to have to try sure to. If you talk to her, she is very, I mean, she's brilliant. Yeah, I've worked with her at Hilton. She's, she's really I've good. seen her at Snappers and, uh, before. I've only I mean, only had a little conversations with her. Yeah, I'm, I'll guarantee you, if you talk with her, she'll get on the show. There um, we go. She's helped me out uh, a lot more in the local area, uh, getting her with places. She's uh, going to be going out to L.A., I think, in February uh, to do the Ice House. I mean, she's just got a lot going on for her. That's great. Is, and, is she and listening to us? Have on the show who will give you the the wisdom that a true uh, comic uh, has to offer. And that's what we want here. That's what we definitely but, um, want the show to be about. So hi, Tom. Uh, she wanted me to say hi. But um, everybody wave. She must be watching. Hey. Thank yeah, you. Uh, one of the main things that Tony was saying was, um, "What was my process?" Uh, when I was in high school, I was, you know, class clown. So you could always improv with people. You know, you joke around, you make your friends laugh. And, and that's great to do because that was my stage presence. I knew that I wanted to be the center of attention, that I wanted the spotlight on me. And I, I never wanted anybody to one-up me. I needed to be the funniest person there. Um, but then when it came to jokes, I literally I bought stand-up comedy the book by Judy Carter because I didn't know that that's what you're supposed to do to be a comic. And you know how you were saying that rhythm you get? That's called pathos. That's your, that's the rhythm that you have to get. And you, and the clubs used to do it. It was laughs per minute. Yeah. Yeah. You needed to start with a yeah. laugh and See? keep a laugh going all the way through. And if you didn't, well, sorry, you're not going to be asked to come back. It's 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 great that you mentioned Judy Carter because her book is on my list. I actually have. Do book. do you have it? Yeah. It's, she friended me on uh, Twitter. Yeah. And right. we talked a little bit, and I said, you know, how did you hear about me? And she, and all she said was, I have my motives and my ways. <laughs> and I sent her another message. It was just the other day, and I haven't heard back from her yet. So I'm like, what is it that you know? It was kind of yeah. cool. I'm like, did you hear about the station? Was it just some random freak occurrence? Yeah. Did, did you accidentally hit the button and yeah. find Fat Davy? What happened? So I, I'm I'm very interested in reading her book after I read through her bio and found it's, out about what, a, what she's alike. It's an it's it's a good book. There's there, there's a lot of um, like I kind of feel the same way about comedy books as I do about like taking classes. Like, can you really learn how to do yeah, standard true. comedy? Some people need that structure, though. I think, yeah. it, like, I used to do the, I used the same, like, ah, oh, classes are stupid. The classroom, it really is open mics in the stage. Yeah. That's it. You don't need to pay somebody $150 yeah. It, it, yeah. for a two-week course. It's like, right, right. I mean, so you're saying Artie Fletcher isn't the best teacher in the world? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. But here's, I'm but not here's saying the thing. Being on stage is the hardest thing to do, to get up there and... But see, that's the thing is, if you have that in your in your heart and soul that that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you need to be able to craft a set, a cogent argument per se, of what you want to tell these people. You have to have a plan, and if you use the book that way of going, okay, I didn't know how to contact a comedy club. I didn't know how the names. This was before the internet, for Christ's sake. This was 1991. Yeah. You know, when the internet wasn't as pervasive as it is now, where you could Google anything. Yeah. Back then, I had to go in the back of that book and look up all the comedy clubs that ran in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, yeah. Delaware, and call them all personally to even get any time. There you go. Now yeah, you so shoot an you email and a, and a video. Yeah. And you don't hear back from yeah. for, for, for <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, I'm gonna start doing. Let's start. I'm gonna start doing the old school way. Just start calling the club. Just start calling the manager. Start calling clubs. I didn't. I didn't tell the owner of Comedy Slam yet, but I'm telling all these big club owners now. If they let me go on stage, I'll give them free advertising. I didn't tell him yet, (laughs) but I'm hoping it works. Yeah, that'll work. So, Steve, we're we're getting ready to wrap up the show, and I really wanted to thank you. You had a lot of great thoughts and a lot of good ideas and even, you know, things that everybody should take in when they're thinking about doing comedy. But I want to give yourself, uh, give you a second to go out there and blast some of your upcoming shows so that people around Florida, if they want to see you, can get out there and see you. So where are you going to be the next couple of weeks? Let's see. Uh, New Year's Eve, I will be local. So I'm going to do uh, Coconuts in Clearwater. Okay. I'll be doing the New Year's Eve show there with Bull. Uh, and Susan Sager will be on the show. Bull, everybody uh, says Jan- I'm the chubby twin of Bull. <laughs> yep, they, I, I know. I can tell that. <laughs> January 6th, I'll be at Niagara, uh, at uh, Niagara Tap and Largo. January 13th and 14th, I'll be in Boca Raton at New York Comedy Club. And January 27th and 28th, I'll be at Bonkers in Jacksonville. All right. We'll go with that. Now, all those places have websites, everybody. So if you go on there, you can get tickets online. And I want to thank you very much for calling in, Steve. I will get it. Also, people can, you know, uh, Chris knows it, but uh, I'm on Facebook. It's Steven Netta. I also have uh, Twitter, because you're on my Twitter, right? Yeah, I am on your oh, Twitter. Yeah, But yes, we need uh, to tell them that you spell Stephen differently. You spell it with the P-H and not the V. Correct. All right. But my Twitter is at the Steve Netta. So, so that's the Steve the Netta. The Steve Netta. And, and, right, and for all the slow people, that is T-H-E-N-E-T-T-A. Now it's... It's Steve. Steve. See, I'm the, I'm yeah. one of the slow people. T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T-A. Yeah. There you go. Don't listen to me. Listen to Steve. That's why he's on the show. He's keeping me in line. He makes sure I know what I'm doing. Uh, I think you did. A, I think you're doing a great job with the show. And any show that has someone of uh, Chris Matson's talent on there, oh. I'm a fan of. And Dave. And other Dave. Dave Frank, not and Dave Hines. Oh, Dave Hines. He's Frank. here. No, Dave Hines. <laughs> I hate Dave Hines. This show sucks. Don't listen to it. He did bring Mountain Dew. I did bring Mountain Dew. Though, Thank so you. That... For, I haven't even taken... Did I take a sip? Hold on. This is the Dave Hines. I like the High Life better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The High Life is better. High Life is better. What's that? I said my six-year-old can deliver a drink. There you go. <laughs> we now know Dave's I'm, skill talent. I'm, yeah. I'm training my dog. <laughs> All right, listen, Steve, thank you very much. Or actually, if you want to stay online and listen, I'm going to have Chris Matson blast out where he's going to be the next couple of weeks again. Yeah. Although, and he. I, uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, I got, I'm got. i also doing a Coconuts uh, New Year's, uh, but it'll be at the St. Pete Beach with Danny Bevins and Daryl Lennox. Danny Bevins won the San Francisco Comedy Festival in 2000. And Daryl, I think, has a Showtime special coming out this year. Oh, really? That's yeah, awesome. Daryl's hilarious. Yeah, Darryl I remember him. This year, that means started. in the next two weeks. Uh, no, next well, year. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah next year. <coughs> and uh, it'll be me and a couple other comics on there. And then also the two, Danny Bevins and Daryl Lennox. And then January 14th, I'll be at Lonzalo's in Trinity with uh, Laszlo, Steve Laszlo. All right. And I guess, I know me and Dave Hines will be doing some open mics. We'll be at Coconuts, open mics. And, and uh, next, in... We're going to be doing our radio shows, yeah. and then on January twenty third is going to be our next show at Finley's Irish Pub in Largo, and that's over by Olmerton and Belcher. Belcher, nice uh, Irish bar. All right, so and it is. It's a great it place, and everybody, I tell them all: if you go there, if you buy Fat Davy one of their delicious meatloaf sandwiches, I will buy your ticket to the show. <laughs> Because it's a fabulous sandwich, and I love them. And it's more than a ticket to the show. So it right is. there you're making a profit. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm smart. Remember, remember, though, when you do a show, you, you do need to get paid. And that's one of the greatest lines someone ever told me early was, hey, they're going to give you food that's great, but you can't pay your electric bill with a ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I got the full-time job. Exactly. <laughs> My full-time no, I, job doesn't always pay me enough to eat. Guys in the area. Yeah. If anybody has a chance, check out Chris. And I, I have seen Chris before, so he is very funny. That's one of the reasons we got him here. I got my website too, matsonmoment.com. There you M-A-T-S-O-N-M-O-E-N-T. go. M-A-T-S-O-N-M-O-E-N-T. And I'm also at Matson Moment on Twitter, so check All right. that out. 
I'm at Fat Davy on Twitter, which is just a great name. Yeah, they can follow you. You're not following me? Get the hell off my show. Follow you. EY, yeah. EY, yeah. On Facebook, if I could have some of my friends and everybody out there start to like my Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank page. I like that, yeah. Everybody can start to follow us now on iTunes at the Let's Be Frank's, I'm sorry, Let's Be Frank's podcast. And obviously, we got Ustream and live every Monday night on Comedy Slam Radio. It's Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank. We're all looking forward to next week. We're going to have Bobby Slayton and Chris Gorgeous on the show. And the next couple of weeks are going to really be rocking and rolling. Steve, thank you for calling in. Everybody, on the count of three, we're going to say Comedy Slam, and we're going to hang ten to the camera. We ready? Steve, you got to do it from home, too. All right. Well, in the